Cause Life Hack, Episode 6, Coronavirus, Convention Updates, and Community. This is the Cause Life Hack Podcast, where honest questions are asked and answered about cosplay, life, and the community's ever-growing lifestyles. So we're going to be growing forward one conversation at a time. Welcome to the Cause Life Hack Podcast. I'm Alexandra, the host and brainchild of this little experiment here. Now, some of you might know me as the cosplayer Cot or Catastrophic on Instagram. Uh, for those that don't, hello and welcome. I'm a Southern California cosplayer who's absolutely not from this neck of the woods and only actually just started cosplaying over a year ago. So that makes me very green around the edges still green and very full of questions about the cosplay community that may not always be easy to ask or comfortable to talk about in depth, especially for someone new to cosplay, but even for people that are already in the community. And that's where this podcast comes into play. Welcome to the Cause Life Hack podcast. My name is Monica and today our host Alexandra Cott and I will be talking about the effects of the coronavirus and the effect, Ugh, sorry, I have to restart that. Welcome to the Cause Life Hack Podcast. My name is Monica, and today our host, Alexandra Cott, and I will be talking about the effects the coronavirus has had on the geek and cosplay community. We'll be discussing convention updates, working from home, dealing with the quarantine, isolation, and mental health. So let's get right into it. Convention updates. <laughs> I don't know why I just start off just laughing because I think it's just like the ugly laugh stare at the sun moment. So um, I've talked about it before, but WonderCon was my first con. It's my favorite con. I live like 10 minutes away from like the convention center and the news dropped today and we'd all been kind of like on the edge of our seats waiting for it. It has been, I believe, postponed officially. Um, the folks that put on both the San Diego Comic-Con and WonderCon mentioned that because of the 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 250 Gavin Gavin Newsom in the 250 uh, limitation is it limitation max max Under. folks um, he uh, they decided that they're gonna you know go ahead and postpone this they don't have a date yet um, but as far as we know San Diego Comic Con is still on so cross your fingers on that one but um, a lot of a lot of events have been kind of going down hard uh so the bummer on the wonder con i know that they're being pretty accommodating in regards to like flights so uh check into that i do believe it's flight credits that tend to get get back on that uh Aminime pasadena they meant they posted that they're going to make an announcement tomorrow regarding the status of their convention and that's like a smaller convention so yeah that's happening in april and um, because um, the state of California has put out a recommendation that gatherings and events of more than 250 people should be postponed or canceled uh, for until the end of March, it's closed. Obviously, the NBA, uh, some of the spring training for baseball, uh, hockey has been put on pause, and Disneyland has closed. Um, you know, all, a lot of this was kind of volunteer stuff, but it was stuff that people kind of already knew was, was going to happen. And so 
WonderCon, like you said, has gone ahead and abided by that, even though they're in April and technically the recommendation is only until March. Um, they're going to go ahead and close things like um, the Hamilton show in uh, on Broadway. And well, Broadway is shut down in New York. It'll be here as well. Everywhere in, in California, 250 more school plays, um, anything that where people gather in an auditorium is just, you know, it's kind of like a voluntary uh, isolation for a few weeks. Yeah. And um, Southern California is super, super kind of like compacted anyways. Um, so it's not surprising to me. Uh, I have, I had been training for a Spartan race up in San Luis Obispo or slow uh, that got postponed. And that's, that's a huge event. Um, and I know the ba- the Spartans, like I didn't hear about it until like almost like a handful of days beforehand. So I'm very glad that like, the, the hotels and um, travel, tra- any like accommodations and, and travel companies are being pretty understanding. It might take a bit, but it does. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I heard you breathing. Oh, no, that's okay. <laughs> I was going to mention, sorry. yeah, it's just so much is putting, you know, travel and um, conventions at a standstill. E3 has uh, canceled yeah. their has canceled their big event at the Los Angeles convention center. Anime expo uh, is still, isn't until July, but that is one of the biggest conventions that hit the Los Angeles area. So it'll be interesting to see whether or not they, um, whether or not they continue with, with that con. I think anime expo will be the real test of what happens in the summer. Cause it looks like spring is canceled. (laughs) <laughs> like any kind of spring conventions are basically done postponed with it's not safe. And hopefully these preventive measures, hopefully everything that they're doing now with like closing down Disneyland and things like that will help get us, you know, ready for summer so that it's not a, so that we can kind of like rein it in and we can continue with the summer as usual. But, um, you know, who knows? It's really yeah, especially when you say as usual, but a lot of like ECCC mentioned that they are postponing to summer when a lot of these like big cons are or like San Diego Comic-Con um, for sure. And then Star Wars Celebrations, of course, is in Anaheim in, I believe, end of August. Um, I know Dapper Day, speaking of spring, spring being canceled, Dapper Day, I do have an email since I, I often go to that is uh, we feel it's best to keep the expo on the calendar for now and make adjustments later if needed versus canceling or postponing prematurely only to find the expo could have happened as planned. So as long as Disney, I mean, the expo is separate from Disneyland. So I don't know how tied those two are together in regards to Disneyland's clothes that they're still going to have the expo, but the expo is usually held in like the, um, one of the, in the hotels, right? In one of the hotels. And I don't want to say the wrong one because there's several down there and I mess up the names all the time. I'm a terrible annual pass holder. Uh, <laughs> but also Disneyland, uh, excuse me, Disney World is also closing down as is Universal from what I hear. Right. And Knott's Berry Farm will most likely follow suit as well as like um, Disneyland has already shuttered a lot of their international parks as well. And they had done those ahead of... Um, closing uh the anaheim location yeah um shanghai no and then shanghai and then japan right 
Yep. And then we, and like we've seen, like you mentioned, Emerald City Comic Con, Ace Boston have canceled their events. And, um, you know, this kind of leads us into, this is going to put a huge strain on our economy, just from travel, hotel, the hotel industry, the small business vendors that usually fill these convention halls, you know, they, they're banking on these big events to, you know, to, to feed themselves basically. And so now we, we see not only like the effects hitting financially, but also like the effects of the community itself. So for like people like us cosplayers, people that are like really intertwined into the cosplay and geek community, we no longer have those like those events to gather and, you know, be with other like-minded people. So this, this is really is going to affect us in so many ways. And also, you know, there's like the people who work at these hotels that won't be able to pay their bills because they're not going to work or they're being sent home. There's people, you know, at the convention centers and all these kind of places that aren't going to be able to, to pay their bills on time because they're not working because these events were all canceled and park cast members, you know, at Disneyland are really going to struggle for, for some time until the park comes back, you know, to life and back, back open. And, Hopefully they'll be able to find a way to pay people some type of, you know, unemployment in the meantime. I have heard it's not, this is not a confirmed source that like Disneyland employees are getting, um, getting paid like through the, I don't want to say like furlough, but pretty much that's like the kind of what's going on. Uh, You mentioned small businesses struggling and ECCC, which I always forget one of the C's for that. They have like, if you go to their, um, their website they have um an online artist alley to try and support the artists that will be an artist alley and they like that is a big part of their income monthly so go check that out uh try and support some of the artists that you may have gone and purchased from or just that are i mean struggling this month um and uh, let's knock on wood but hopefully not for uh, too many months this year with this this outbreak Another small business that I particularly uh, really like and has been hit really hard, it's actually threatening them closing, is so Flex Comics does like nerdy uh, workout shirts and the Arnold Classic was canceled. And that's like Arnold Schwarzenegger, for those who don't know, it's like big lifting and then uh, Flex Comics is, it obviously targets the the folks that lift weights <laughs> us gym um, us gym rats and so they bought a huge bunch of stock in preparation for going this this little um uh Ar- the Ar- this little <laughs> the Arnold classic and um they need they're struggling to sell it so check them out I think what we're going to end up doing is um curating a large list of uh, artists and small business owners that are being affected by these cons uh, postponing or canceling so that they people can um, support them and and shop them from their their, their homes quarantine. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, our parent company Temple of Geek um is putting together all kinds of things right now on the back end, trying to find ways to support artists, small business, the comic industry, and obviously, um, we support if you can. We understand that like there's going to be a lot of people struggling because of this outbreak to pay their own bills. Yep. So we get it. But if you are in the fortunate situation 
that you have some disposable income and you want to help out other small businesses and other, you know, really great geeky vendors, um, we are going to try to put together a list of, you know, tons of people, tons of different artists and stuff on the Temple of Geek website. Plus, we'll also talk about it here on Cost Life Hack. Definitely. At the very least, uh, share. <laughs> Sharing is caring in regards to uh, support local businesses. Absolutely. But- the best thing you can do is share, comment, like, post, because that will help visibility for a lot of um, these small artists and businesses. Yep, absolutely. And uh, now that n- not all of us are going to be commuting as much, we'll have a little more time to uh, do that social media <laughs> and uh, re- repost these sorts of things. Um, the the reason, the, like one of the main reasons I wanted to like talk and have like a, record a podcast was so as someone who frequently works from home as part of my like my job, I also frequently go out and talk to people and um, network and um, su- stuff like that. There is a is definitely different kind of day to day from working at home than working in an actual structured office, and um, I kind of wanted to go into that because most people that are used to being in an office might not transition as well. I I don't want to be like a negative Nancy, but like it definitely takes some adjustments. So maybe like knowing some tips and tricks ahead of time can prepare you for like what little things can easily come up and bite you in your productivity but yeah absolutely because especially if you're used to like a structured workplace and then you're left on your own that's culture shock right there some people just you know it's hard for them to make that adjustment you know and some people need the structure other people are work great independently high five good for you but some of us do not so any kind of tips that you can share would be really amazing Absolutely. So like, obviously, there's some like, obvious benefits to working from home, you're by all your fur children, you don't have to sit in traffic and and wherever you are, but like in Southern California, especially you don't have to sit in traffic. Um, I mean, in theory, there's no dress code. But like, that's a recommendation that I have is that you actually go through your normal morning routine, you like get dressed as though you're going for work, maybe not like wear a full business professional or anything, but at least like do business casual put like real people pants on as uh, as opposed to to sweats yeah i mean as a it make yourself feel like you're in a workplace and that's the that's a big part of it like i have a like a home office because i work from home uh, with regularity however carving out a little nook in your apartment in your home that's even if it's like a small place it's like a dedicated work area I find is very, very helpful because then when you step away from it, you're like stepping away from work. So like being able to leave work, it it's great if you can put it in another room. Um, it's really difficult with how like housing is down here and how a lot of people have roommates and or like just I or, or in a studio, just cost of living is it, the reality is you might not have a separate room to be able to dedicate to an office. So creating a little space where you don't bring your personal stuff into it as well. Like I've gotten into the habit, unfortunately, of like eating in front of my computer sometimes when I'm on conference calls and like that can easily lull you into the positive feedback loop of just like 
making it more and more comfy and suddenly like, oh, I'll just put the TV on. I'll just do this too while I'm at it. I'll go do laundry. And then you get distracted from the tasks at hand. Right. And before you know it, like you've lost a ton of hours, even just scrolling on social media, I imagine can just be really time consuming. And there's nobody there that you're worried about that's going to walk behind you and see you on your phone. You know, you're at home and that could suck out a lot of time for you. Absolutely. And I was just I was actually driving home yesterday and they were talking on NPR about how the brain needs these breaks. It's like and how the brain actually sees your phone as work. So if your phone, even if it's just for even if you're not working, is in sight or in your hands, it's always like waiting for that notification. And it's always right. kind of in work mode. So it never gets that rest time. Um, and that's a habit I need to like, be better at. But to, to put that aside and put your phone out of sight and just to, like focus on work to keep in contact with your team members, um, whether it's by phone calls, definitely your boss should be your team leads your, if should be checking in. So if you're a team lead, check in with your team. Um, I know they were mentioning on NPR cause they were talking about something similar um, in, in the culture shock going from an office space to a home is that like, you might want to video chat so that you can see people's uh, reactions and see people's faces. So you're not, you don't have that like isolation bubble. Right. And a, a lot of where good ideas and good, like, I guess, brain breaks and relationship building of your team happen at those quote unquote water cooler moments. So possibly creating those a little bit, even if it's just like going on a 10 minute call or, um, or getting on a 10 minute call or something like FaceTime with your coworker or like just chatting with your boss here and there, like on a phone call as opposed to just like using Slack or using Skype or just sending emails because you can't really get tone. Right. And then also accountability is nice because yeah. if you're checking in with somebody visually, you're like, hi, like, where are you at on this project? Where are you at on this? And if, you know, you've been sitting around all day, you have, you know, you have to like come up with it really quickly. Um, so it gives you kind of some accountability when you have to like see somebody face to face, even if it's just, yeah. you know, via like video chatting or whatever. I don't know if this is like helpful or not, but because I manage so many different social media accounts, I don't know what's going on with my app, but it logs me out of everything. Um, so Instagram gives you the option to log into five social media accounts at once. And I run a lot, you know, um, Temple of Geek does a lot of different things. We do the fashion, we do several different podcasts, um, plus I do my own photography stuff. So I have different Instagram accounts for everything. And something that I found really good for at least my productivity is that when Instagram accidentally like or maybe intentionally logs me out of everything at once, I'm not getting any notifications. So I sit there and I'm actually doing work and it's not until I check my phone and see that I've been logged out that I realize like, oh, you know, you know, nothing's coming in. And as soon as I log back in, it's like, oh, I here I am wasting time or doing things on social media and my productivity is going down. So I don't know if maybe even like signing out of some of your social media accounts um, until you take like a break would be helpful. I know that I don't have push notifications on any of my social media aside from I mean, just my text messages and like stuff. So that is definitely helpful because I had, I put them on for something when I was traveling and it just, it always pulled my attention. And I think I've heard people I've never looked into them because I don't have push notifications, but there are apps that can like 
close down your community, I guess like close your notifications for a certain amount of time or like a silent mode or like do not disturb mode. And you can always oh, yeah. set, your, set your phone to do not disturb mode. Um, in regards Instagram to- and Twitter will do that for you. When you go into your push notification settings, you can pause them for up to eight hours, 12 hours, 24 hours. Nice. Well, that's a good tip. I will definitely, well, I don't get push notifications, but I'll keep that in mind <laughs> if I ever decide to turn those on or if anyone ever asks. Um, that's actually a good idea. And s- speaking of schedules, keep a schedule. Take a one hour. If you take a one hour lunch break, usually take a one hour lunch break. If you take a 10 a.m. like quick walk around the office, do that. It's um, keeping that schedule is really helpful for a lot of people. Also, if you are in an area where you feel okay going outside, if you're not super like terrified of the air, please don't be. Um, (laughs) Go out in the sun for a little bit. If it's sunny, like go out and take a little bit of like a 10, 15 minute walk. That's good for any office, like whether you're at home or like in a standard office. If um, you're having difficulty being productive after working several days in your own home, and there's like a, a low key coffee shop or a place you feel comfortable going, like you're not, and you're not sick, and you not your you yourself are not showing symptoms or um, feeling kind of cruddy. Uh, I would say go to a Starbucks or something and work for a couple hours there because it mimics an office space with the background noise a lot easier, a lot better rather. Wrong word, but um, that's helped me before because sometimes I just get like I want to start. I, look, I want to start cleaning, which is like a stress reliever for me. I want to start cleaning my apartment or I want to do my laundry because I have, I always have to-do lists, which I recommend you, you use as part of your accountability, have to-do lists set for what objective items, um, objectives you want to finish that day or like that week. And if you know you're really easy at slipping off those and getting like distracted by butterflies or getting distracted by whatever, um, definitely communicate that to your boss be like, Hey, can you check on me? You shouldn't have to, like, it just depends on your boss. Cause some bosses would not like that. But mine um, is pretty good with like, Hey, you set this boundary and I'll check back in with you on that. Or like, Hey, I plan to have this done by then expect me to send it. So like, if you tell other people what you plan on getting done, you're more apt to get it done to not look like you're slacking. <laughs> Right. Absolutely. Kind of thing. So I'm trying to think. Make to-do lists. I have like five going on at the same time. Um, And you know, I I really love what you said about keeping a schedule, like as if you're going to work, because like you said, it mimics it and it makes something, it gives you something to do. A friend of mine um, who works from home regularly, he suggested um, that like, you know, like you said, do your whole morning routine, get ready, kind of like brush your teeth, do your hair, whatever you have to do, and then actually go outside and walk around the block and then come back in and that's your work time. Oh, I like that. And so I don't know if that works. So that's something he recommended that he does to kind of like, okay, I've commuted, I've checked in, you know? And um, so, like I said, I don't know if that works, but it's just something else. I mean, I definitely go to the gym in the morning because that's like kind of like my wake up. So I go to the gym and then I come back and then I'm like, okay, and then I get ready for it. So I do that and even I do all that even if I'm not going because I there's a, like a small remote office that I can work out of sometimes. Um, but more often than not, I'm just, nope, I'm going to and I'm doing some here or then I'm going out to the road. But I always have that like good morning routine. Um, 
speaking of like the routine and like mimicking office. So if you, a lot of times if you have like a doctor's appointment or some people do use their lunch hour to go to the gym, um, still plan those like you would you ha- having the office hours. So if you put a, put your doctor's appointments at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day, etc. Though give doctor's appointments is an example that I that came to mind, but um, obviously in the current situation, only go to the doctor if you really really need to. Um, and you are showing symptoms because I believe they're experiencing that high volume right now. So check in on uh, CDC's website for guidance on that. Uh, What's another thing? Oh, I watched the snacking. I made that note because it's so easy to just keep walking to your kitchen when it's five feet away. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. I eat out of boredom. Or like just something to do or if I want to stretch for a second because I write from home a lot and sometimes I find myself just going to the fridge and I'm not hungry but like I just go over there or just to have something to do or for a stretch and I should probably stretch and do something else but for some reason like I really have to be careful because I end up in the kitchen way too often. Oh yeah, me me too. So I think I read a recommendation somewhere, which is like I, something I go by anyways, but um, prepping your food like you would like for taking your lunch to the office. So have your food all prepped out so you can enjoy more of your like lunch period and actually take that break. Um, I live alone, but if you live with roommates or housemates, be very like communicate very clearly your boundaries with them in regards to your workspace and like your work hours and be like, hey, just FYI, this is like I the want me to work from home. So I'm going to be working from this time to this time. If there's anything important, just make sure I'm not like on a call. Like, you know, just if it should be common sense, but sometimes you have to be really explicit with some people when it just depends on how your uh, relationships are with the people you live with. This will be really tricky for people who um, are being sent to work from home who have children and now this, with all the school closures going on, um, they'll have their kids. And it's not the same as like a roommate telling them like, hey, you know, we're both adults. I'm setting a boundary here. Your children have no boundaries. Like you can't even pee by yourself. You know, you can't go to the restroom alone. So this will be definitely a big, big challenge when it comes to um you know, like families together, kids not in school. And just also, um, it'll be so tricky because some schools have already shut down and some of them are just out of an abundance of, you know, just caution. And others are shutting down because they're in those areas where, you know, they have the highest rate of cases of, of this outbreak. And so it's not like you can take your kids to a daycare So you're almost in some many cases either forced to leave them home so you can work or if you've been sent home from work as well, you're stuck at home with your kids and, you know, you really can't take them to do anything. You guys are just kind of stuck at home. Yeah, I don't want to compare it to um, children, but I my mom stayed with me. For about a month around the holidays and like during the for my job during the holidays no one wants me to go cold call their office or like pop into their office um a lot of people are on vacation so we end up doing a lot of just office work and staying home at the office and it's it's really difficult to not get distracted 
when your family members are there and when your family members don't are like either needy because they're their children and that's just how like children tend to tend to be or they just haven't seen you in a while and so they still want to talk to you so it is definitely tricky it is definitely exhausting in its own unique way yeah absolutely don't feel guilty if like there's a way that you can take like some time for yourself like I know 10 minutes might not be much but like in in these situations sometimes 10 minutes is kind of a godsend and just like resetting. So if there is a time that someone else can like watch the kids or like entertain, I don't know, Disney Plus was kind of my, a bit of my babysitter. (laughs) My mom hadn't seen like only, I think she'd only seen one of the Spider-Man movies with Tom Holland. And so I was like, great, I have some movies for you. (laughs) And then she hadn't seen Game of Thrones. And I was like, Great! Like she got like mad when my my um this is off topic a little bit. She got mad when my batteries died and I didn't have any more double uh, A's for my game controller, and she couldn't watch any more episodes of Game of Thrones that night when I was trying to go to bed. She got mad. <laughs> she she might listen to this and be like yell at me later, but it was now it was now it's a funny story. At that time, it was not as endearing. <laughs> yeah, but, I I. I get I feel like you can relate to that. I feel like yeah. I, I looked at her and I was like, mom, think about what you're doing right now. Is this like payback for something I did as a child? Like, I bet this is. The universe, is, the universe thinks this is hilarious. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. And so, um, you know, kind of on that subject, though, um, I, I kind of want to talk a little bit about like the isolation of it. Yeah. Um, so for some people there, they have like packed houses, right? And for other people, they're used to being some of the only interactions they get with other people are at conventions, they're at work, they're at places like this. And going home and just kind of being on your own can be really frightening, really isolating, and maybe even a little bit depressing. Do you have any tips that you would recommend for any people to keep their mental health like in healthy or, you know, anything that you would recommend for somebody who's stuck at working from home? When you can't really go out. I mean, you, it's, I'm trying to put it in like terms of with like the extreme case, like you don't want to go out, like you're sick. You don't want to go out. I would say FaceTiming people, um, maybe trying to play some video games with people um if they have the same system as you do or what i've done with um so when i moved out here uh i say here being the west coast i lived alone i didn't have any friends for several of the moves through like i did but they were all remote so like sometimes we'd log in and we'd like watch a show together there's several online sites that you can i guess stream you watching it like if you own a dvd you can stream it and like i think it's rabbit or something there's a few other ones that you could watch tv with people um I like to go sometimes and sit on my porch when I'm working. And so like I get sunlight. I'm not just in the like apartment that has like one window kind of, <laughs> you're not in like the four walls don't feel like they're closing in as much. So like changing my scenery a bit, if you do, if you are not, if you are healthy and you don't have anyone that you directly come into contact with, that's, uh, uh, has any autoimmune disease or is like, a uh, what's the word for it? 
I keep messing it up every time I say it, but they're, uh, they have weaker immune systems. Um, then go and I think it's still okay to go out to dinner and go out and see people. Um, just be very cautious, wash your hands, be pretty logical about it. Like if you're feeling sick or they're feeling sick, do something else. Uh, technology is great. Um, it's not the same. I will, I mean, it's never, it's not the same, but like, hopefully it's just a stopgap. Right. Absolutely. I think one of the things that, um, you know, that we hope to put together a temple of geek is trying to start up some kind of like online community, maybe through Twitch streaming or discord or something where people can kind of come together and talk about the things that they love in real time. Sometimes, um, you know, Facebook live or Instagram live or things like that are great places to start conversations and do that. We're definitely looking at some ways that we can kind of keep like the community feeling like they are not alone in these times. And I think sometimes because we, you know, we live the, the really amazing thing about cosplay and the really amazing thing about like the geek community and going to conventions is that we get this opportunity to have like that community feeling that most people lose after high school or college. So most people just kind of have like their one friend or their work friend or just like the family, the people in their family, but you kind of lose a lot of that community sense and conventions offer that to us, a group of friends, like-minded people, a place for us to be unapologetically ourselves, a place to kind of geek out and people just get it and they understand you and they accept you. And it's really hard to know that for like how you said, WonderCon was your first con. It's the one that you love going to. It's special to you. It's so hard when those people don't get that opportunity, at least this year. And especially when you've been working towards like a new cosplay or for like vendors and exhibitors who've been working all year you know, to put their stuff out at cons, it can be really heartbreaking. So I think finding any kind of way to keep the community kind of together and bonded so that people don't feel alone is really important right now. Absolutely. And I think what we're going to see, and I've kind of started to see it, I haven't really delved too much into like my Facebook or Instagram today, but I think I've seen a couple of local photographers that have already been like, hey, so long as you're like healthy and I'm like still healthy, reach out. And like, if you want to get a photo shoot with all with the cosplays you've worked so hard to put together and you're still going to be down here, please reach out to me. I wouldn't be surprised if we get smaller, like groups of people kind of setting up little events here and there that weekend, um, uh, provided that like everyone is, you know, That's responsible. So, yeah, it's so hard because you do want to set up kind of like smaller events, but even then it's like, it's also like a risk, you know, and because you're healthy or other people are healthy doesn't mean that they're not carrying something that might, you know, affect somebody who's so who's unhealthy. So it's like, it's so tricky right now to know what the right step is. And, you know, obviously we know that we need to like wash our hands and, you know, not go out if we're sick and we need to, you know, sanitize and clean our areas and be very aware of what what we touch countertops things like that not touching our face doorknobs handles all kinds of things like that we need to be aware and clean and and everything but it's it's really hard to just kind of 
accept that like, oh man, maybe we shouldn't go out or maybe we should wait or everything's so up in the air. It feels like, like life is on hold. Yeah. And I, I think part of it's just with like so much is happening in such a short amount of time. Like it's unprecedented to see Disney close. As far as I'm like aware, I think it's only closed. What you th- I think you said five times before. It closed um, when JFK was assassinated. It closed on 9-11 during the Northridge quake. And it is closing now. So, I mean, even when Disneyland had a measle outbreak that was coming from Disneyland, they didn't close. <laughs> you know what I mean? So this is this is the biggest thing that we've seen in our lifetime on such a global scale. We have never dealt with anything like this on a global scale. It is very beautiful in a way to see all of these different people making these sacrifices together for the greater good. For example, the NBA and like, you know, um, you know, baseball leagues, hockey, Disneyland, all these places will lose massive amounts of money. Cities all over the world will lose massive amounts of money. And it's all in the name of trying to protect people. And people may say like, oh, well, only 2% die. But when you're talking about people, that's a lot of people. Yeah. And anybody dying, when you're talking about death, like we don't want any of those people to of get what it. Number? Like, right. And even if, if you don't die, um, you know, it's like, it's still really terrible to be that sick. And there's all kinds of other, um, complications that come from that right now. Um, what we're seeing a lot of, like, at least in my community here, because I am in a community where there's a lot of distribution centers, my entire, my entire, um, community is surrounded by distribution centers, you know, in the Inland Empire, it's all about what's coming in and out of Ontario airport, you know, oh, here yeah. we, we're just, um, all of our, our entire community is based out of distribution here. And so what I'm seeing a lot with like neighbors and friends of mine is that they, they're still sh- working because they're still shipping things out because they still have inventory in their warehouses, but nothing is coming in. And so, yeah, so nothing's coming in because, you know, in Wuhan, China and in other places, you know, manufacturing has shut down. And so we're going to see this this big slowdown of, you know, goods coming in. We're going to see people who like once their inventory runs out, if nothing new is coming in, they're not working. There's not money flowing. There's so many people that are going to really lose out financially because of this, whether it's because they're not going to work or because, you know, their businesses aren't able to pay debts because of, you know, this this outbreak, um, we're going to see a lot of changes. And this is really the biggest thing that has hit us worldwide like this. Never have we seen baseball and, you know, basketball and these huge events, Disneyland, things like this, all decide to close, yep. even for think- a week. I think they canceled the Boston Marathon, someone was saying as well. Like just these big international like events. This is going to really change the way things happen going forward. So on a local scale, you're talking about like the small businesses. Um, I used to work in the restaurant industry. Your family works in the restaurant industry. I'm always about promoting empathy for anyone that works retail (laughs) and, and, um, 
the restaurant industry. So there's, is there anything that you can kind of share in that regard to like quell some people's fears, um, kind of give people more reasonable, like idea of what's going on? I mean, uh, so, um, my family members own a restaurant and I pitched in on, we own a Mexican food restaurant. Well, I don't My family members of mine do. I work at their Mexican food restaurant, uh, every once in a while to help out, especially when people call in sick and things like that. I tend to pick up shifts so that they don't, you know, struggle or anything like that. Um, and so this week alone, we already saw like a big, um, and some of it could have been the weather. Some of it could have been daylight savings and everything, but we did see a huge drop in people coming out and the people that were coming out were very concerned about touching. Like, for example, we have a salsa bar. They didn't want to touch the ladles and things like that. And at least in most restaurants and, and I, I hope in most restaurants, you know, the standards of cleaning and, and things like that, you know, they're constantly cleaning everything because they want to pass their inspections. They want to provide good service. They want to make sure nobody gets sick at their restaurant. So there's always, you know, people out there making sure that their restaurants are healthy and they're clean. Um, but right now, because of this, it's stepped up in so many more you know, industries, even today when I was at the grocery store, my local grocery store, Stater Brothers, um, I had, I mean, I know that they always offer like the wipes for the carts and everything, but the entire time I was there, somebody was sitting there cleaning the carts, making sure the handles and everything were, were clean. And so I feel like as a community, everybody is stepping up their, their hygiene in their businesses and their restaurants. Um, I've seen it in our own and I've seen it in other you know, restaurants and everything. So, um, there's always a risk. And if you want to avoid any kind of exposure, your best bet is to stay home and cook at home. But, um, for the most part, I feel like a lot of people are really coming together to make sure that they're providing the healthiest environment for people. Absolutely. And for those who are worried to fly, I had a friend fly recently and, they are wiping. She said they won't wipe down like every surface on the plane. She's like, even us, we came in, they started wiping us down as we got into the plane. It was like very, not many people were on it. It was very open at this point because a lot of people are canceling flights, but that's uh, LAX. She's like, it was half the time waiting. It wasn't empty, but it was, it was pretty, and it's pretty easy to navigate relatively speaking. And then just as a note for those, if people do have flights coming up, um, the planes get really heavily filtered from like the HEPA, they have like HEPA filters that like the pull the air because you are in a tube with a bunch of people crammed in it. They have like pretty high standard levels of, um, so just keep that in mind. Don't have, don't, um, worry about things that are, I guess, outside your control. And I think that's what a lot of it is, is that right now, there's so much worry because so many things are outside of our control. Like somebody was, um, you know, talking about how angry they were at people panicking. And I understand why this person was angry because they would like people to be calm and that's out of their control. And so it's easy to get angry when things are, you can't control people's reactions. You can't control other people, but I can also understand why people are panicking because this is like, something really scary. We've never seen anything like this on a global scale. And there are so many people who this will affect, like there's so many people living paycheck to paycheck 
that they are so scared that tomorrow they might not have a job. They are so scared that, you know, they won't be able to afford, you know, health care if they get sick. And there's all these things that are out of their control that can be very stressful. And especially right now, like in times of isolation, like say, you know, a family member is sent home because there's no work and they can't pay the bills and then their kids are home and or their wife is home or somebody and they're stressed out and they're taking out that stress on their children's their spouse or whatever. You know, this I understand where that comes from and I get it. And hopefully, um, you know, the community, our our city officials will like come together to try to help people that are in these situations. But yeah, I get why people freak out and panic. I I see where it comes from. I'm empathetic and sensitive to it. I just, uh, I don't know, outside of prayer, like, and trying to help people in the small ways that we can, like, I just hope that, you know, our communities can really come together and, and ease some of this. Yeah, I would say if you have ways to relieve stress that do not put you and others at risk. Um, definitely make sure you keep those on hand. Like I go for runs sometimes. One of the things I do is clean, which I guess is really helpful in a time like this. So maybe maybe a way to like do a family tea, like clean clean thing, just make it a chores deal. But like it's it's you're getting something done. Um, you know- and sorry. Oh, no, those are great tips. And I was just going to agree with you. When I was having one of the worst uh, times in my life, maybe like four or five years ago, I was so stressed out. And my mom was like, take it out on the wall. And she gave me a sponge. And I started scrubbing like the walls because I was so stressed. And before you knew it, I was like, oh, man, the wall looks really great. Let me do the other wall. Let me do the other wall. And cleaning really helped. And also one of my biggest stress relievers is going out to the backyard and working on the garden and pulling weeds and things like that. Because the busier you keep your hands, the like calmer it makes you. I don't know what it is. For some people, it's painting or art or creating. For me, it's pulling weeds and scrubbing walls. Yeah, so in in the regards of creation, um, I have a couple of friends that were waffling about like um, WonderCon. They're like, I don't know whether I should like, because I want to know because I don't know if I should get into like full con crunch mode and like start getting in that mindset or I should just keep procrastinating and like do other things. And instead of cleaning, maybe you can work on cosplays. If like right. You have now you have, now you don't have to procrastinate because you have all this time to finish up your, your cosplay and it's something to do. It's something to keep your hands busy. It's something, you know, at least for those who actually create their own cosplays. Yeah, it's just, um, or maybe start researching uh, some of your next builds or what, like, uh, and making plans for later, like, shelve your plans or um, any plans that you had for WonderCon, maybe, like, shoot plans. I know a friend that had, like, a a large laundry list of plans they were really, really excited to um, do with their, oh, God, I've seen their, their Mysterios was Oh, it looks so good for the con. And I'm like, so like disappointed for them too, because I really wanted to see it. And they had all these plans, but like possibly working it. So like you still have those plans and figure out what other cons you can do them at and like keep the hype up, like keep communicating with your friends. And like, definitely you're more than allowed to have your feelings and be bummed, like definitely feel your feelings. But 
um, at some point, there are ways I think that you could start turning more and more of that into like planning and like en- positive energy in some regards. Like, um, I think that we should start kind of like a wonder con uh, or like a movement where it's just, you have your cosplays and maybe you do like pictures of your completed cosplays, like in and out of cosplays, or maybe like you're, even if it's just like selfies and stuff and then share them for like, absolutely absolutely that's a great idea we should start a hashtag for that and like you said selfies mirror selfies those freaking they they work you know (laughs) that's a really great idea and maybe if they tag cause life hack on instagram we could like reshare it on our stories or something absolutely that'd be so much fun yeah so now we just need help thinking of a witty hashtag because i'm terrible at those i'm very literal (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, maybe we just need to be literal. (laughs) But, you know, I think I love that idea of because I feel like community and keeping ourselves as positive as we can, because it's very easy to focus on the negatives because it does feel like everything is like so much. It's so it really (laughs) is like everything is so much. There's so much going on in our world. There's so much suffering. And it's so it's so much. So anything that we can do to kind of maybe like you know, make people feel a little bit more like they're not alone or the world's not, you know, to give them a little hope and humanity would be really great. I push this book a lot. You guys, if you know me, um, if you've been on the temple, if you listen to the temple geek podcast, or if you're just a friend of mine, Mike Chen is one of my favorite authors. He wrote a really cool book, um, called, um, here and now and then about like a FBA kind of like a time traveling agent that was really cool. And he just put out a book that's so timely right now, you guys. It's nuts. It's called A Beginning at the End. And it's set six years after a global pandemic wipes out most of the planet's population. And the survivors are rebuilding the country. It's split between governing cities, hippie communes, wasteland gangs. And so it's like six years after this basically global pandemic wipes out the you know most of the planet's population and when I first started reading it I thought is this going to be like a world like a um the walking dead type of thing a world war z kind of thing where you know people are like rebuilding their lives what's it going to be like and I was so surprised as I was reading to see so much hope and humanity it's a beautiful story of like finding hope at what at the end of what feels like you know, nothing. And it's really, it's a great book. It's very timely for this, um, for what's going on now. It's called The Beginning at the End by Mike Chen. So if you need, if you have some extra time and you want something to read, I super highly recommend that book. Yeah, now is a good time to get caught up in reading. I have audiobooks. So like cleaning with audiobooks sounds like actually what is going to be on my to-do list a little bit. Um, In regards to like finished cosplays that like to tag us in uh, for WonderCon, I mean, or like any cons that you were you're excited for, tag us in your work in progress. Tag and we'll like we'll share those. Just kind of try to like keep the community who is just largely really bummed right now. We get <laughs> it. I get it. Yeah. I'm bummed too. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm looking at my dress form, sitting there like looking all sad and headless. <laughs> it's it's it, it's it, yeah. It's hard to stay upbeat, but we're going to try really hard <laughs> because it's like it, it is sad and we will miss everybody that we didn't get to see at these cons. But hopefully we'll make, we'll, up, for it. We'll make up for it. We'll make up for it. 
2021 is going to be a big party, you guys. A, re- a big Thanks. party with a lot of hand sanitizer. I was going to say, like, <laughs> I saw a meme, and I don't usually, like, I'm, I'm not a big meme person. Well, I lie now, but, like, I'm more of a meme person now. But I saw a meme in regards to, like, how everyone in 2019 was like, all right, 2020 is going to be so great. And then they were like, oh, yeah, no. And then 2020 was like, uh, hold my beer. And then it's like, oh, yes, hold my Corona. And I was like, no, it just went to that meta place. You know, it's so funny. And I was just talking about Mike Chen, but on his Twitter recently, he said, I miss 2015 where the only thing that I had to worry about was whether or not the Force Awakens was going to be good. Like that just seemed like everything before 2015 just seemed like simpler times or like, like I really take for granted what we had then. Yeah, it just, it seems to be a log scale or uh, exponentially growing situation. But we're here to try and still be that positive community is is the end goal. So I think um, unless you have anything else to say, I think my only other thing is to get comfortable office stuff if it looks like a long-term thing. (laughs) <laughs> it was my only real th- real late th- hail mary throwback to that information but um no i think th- i think we covered a lot i just um it would be really great i would like to hear from like you know some of our listeners what they're doing to kind of like pass the time um now that there's not cons and any kind of suggestions they have for a hashtag or anything like that um and maybe just kind of uh, keep up on Temple of Geek. Uh, TempleofGeek.com is our kind of parent company. And uh, we're kind of um, tracking what's going on with conventions there. We are also kind of giving ideas on what to do while you're stuck in quarantine. Yep, absolutely. We're, we're always um, communicating with each other whenever we all hear news, all the team members. So like we're trying to keep up on the information and keep y'all informed as well so because information is power baby (laughs) yep and thank (laughs) you guys so much for tuning in and listening to us really appreciate that absolutely thanks again monica thank you thank you for listening to the cause life hack podcast on temple of geek if you want to check out some of our other shows head over to templeofgeek.com where you can find all sorts of things that pertain to the world of geek As always, we want you to join in today's conversation, so please engage us with your comments and with your experiences. And don't forget to follow Cause Life Hack on Instagram as well for additional content.